And we're so grateful to have with us today, uh, not just Gary Wilkerson, the son of David Wilkerson, one of the sons, two sons, two sons. daughters, That's correct? Right. Yeah. But we also have with us today his beautiful wife, Kelly. Oh, thank and you, Mike. Yeah, thank, thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. <laughs> and so um, we're really blessed that we can have an opportunity to talk about some things today. You know, what we've realized with our family is that our Teen Challenge family is that as amazing and miraculous as the work of God is that happens in Teen Challenge, that there's a big story after Teen Challenge. And our desire is as an alumni to reconnect with our family, to offer resources and help and encouragement and to equip and inspire each other as graduates. You know, and, and, and as great as the work of God that began here, we want to see even greater things happen. Mm-hmm. And the calling and the anointing and the miracle that began in Teen Challenge, we want to see God take uh, the lives of our graduates and do even greater things. Yeah, I love what you're saying because that's, that, that, that's really at the heart of when my, my father started this in late 50s, early 60s, about the time I was being born. Um, you know, that, that, that was his heart. It wasn't just... Uh, to be sober, it wasn't just to be drug free, it's to come into the fullness that God has intended you, your destiny. And I, I, I hear that in your voice already. You're just saying like, okay, you graduated now. Um, you know, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people would just ask like, you know, um, what, you know what chip do you have now? Is it six months right. or two year or whatever? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, that's good, I, I, I'm all for that. <clears throat> um, but I, I like what you're saying and, I, and that's God's heart. Uh, not just are you sober, but are you thriving? Are, are you are you excited about life? Do you wake up in the morning believing that God has per- plans and purposes for you? And I also want to just uh, I'm thankful for what you're doing with the alumni because it shows again the heart of God that you're loving people. It's a, you know, in some ways you have no need to concern yourself with. Okay, you came to my program. You're successful. I can put that data on a piece of paper and send it to our, our donors. Uh, you don't have to care about alumni, but you do. Mm-hmm. It shows the the, the love that it shows the love that Christ has for them. So any alumni listening to this, you you know that not only Jesus loves you, but Teen Challenge still loves you. Absolutely, yeah. and we love you, and we need you. Mm-hmm. And what we've discovered is that we need each other. And this that we're when you've been through Teen Challenge, your family. Yeah. And and we as a tribe of people mm. have had an experience with the power of God and the love of God and our lives have been so radically changed that uh, reconnecting with this family is an incredible part of our of our story. Yeah. And it's not something that happened, it's something that we will always cherish. Mm-hmm. And so um, <clears throat> it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to see this army of the redeemed mm-hmm. and to hear their stories and to be the one and for us to encourage each other as a family with the the stories that we're now living out exactly. that began at that moment in Teen Challenge at the altar mm-hmm. and when we were detoxing in the bed, when we were going through this unbelievable moment in our lives. And what we discovered was the value of community with each other. And we want that yeah. as graduates. Mm-hmm. We want to reconnect with that. I, um, <clears throat> I want to look at and appreciate the fact that when we go through Teen Challenge, Something incredible has happened in our lives. However, we've been very aware 
that after we graduate Teen Challenge, we really have some issues. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're saved and we know God is able. And it's interesting that within the culture of Teen Challenge, there's the, even though the issues may be there, they don't seem as acute as once we graduate. And there's, so there's a range of things that we're discovering really need to be explored with each other and talked about and worked on um, everything from identity issues to brokenness and, and disengagement with this calling. Even our walk with God that seems so vibrant when we're in the bubble of Teen Challenge, but now that we're outside of Teen Challenge, there's a challenge to really be able to say, wait a minute, you know what, I can't, I can't just get a job and, and go on. And one of the, bring you on today, Gary and, and, and Kelly, one of the, I think there, there's several, several battles we have that we wanna, we wanna find encouragement for. One of the big issues is the, with our graduates is the fallout of a close family relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm calling it horizontal healing. Yeah, you know, the vertical healing has happened but now there's this need, once we've exited Teen Challenge, we're so we're going into an environment. And, and in Teen Challenge, it maybe even didn't seem as bad as now that I've graduated, now that I'm back home, firsthand I'm experiencing the pain and the struggle with this marriage and the kids and these other horizontal issues that hurt. And, and it really what I've noticed, Gary, is a lot of our graduates are are not handling it well. We need help mm-hmm. in talking about this and getting some tools together to help us heal horizontally. Mm-hmm. So I wanted and, you to yeah. come just share some things mm-hmm. with us, you and Kelly, if you could on that sure. today. Sure, thanks Thanks for, for, for asking. I think it's such, a, such an important question is how, how do you continue to thrive? How do you continue to um, live out what you were living when you were in a residential uh, community-based center? And so... Uh, but but it really is. It, it, there's a pursuit to that. Uh, as you were forming the question, I, my mind went to um, this this uh, study that we looked at before on uh, the difference between Samson and David. Um, if you look at their early life, both of them were called to be uh, sort of heroes in 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 the in the, in the Lord's uh, work. Uh, both of them were strong. Both of them were mighty warriors. Uh, you know, both of them. Um, you know, we give Samson a hard time, but you know he was like I think I can't remember what it was, but he served, he served in uh, as as a, you know judge over Israel for a long time. I think it was twenty years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing something right. He was doing yeah. pretty good. Uh, so, uh, but but he fell into sexual sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, David also fell into sexual sin. But what was the difference if you trace the two stories? Uh, throughout Samson's life, and almost every story is just, it's Samson alone, mm. or Samson with some strange girl, or Samson wanting to go fight the Philistines, but, but you never hear of Samson's mighty men, it was always just Samson. Right. One man slew a thousand with his you know, jawbone of an ass, yeah. of, a, of a donkey, right. and so he was doing it alone. David made the same mistakes, had the same, if you want to call them relapses, Right. But he was in community. He always had this. He had this, the, the mighty men around him. He he was constantly, um, you know. Jonathan was a dear friend of his. He even took care of Jonathan's son after Jonathan died. Uh, you know, had Jonathan come to his table. There was there was a sense he. The scripture writes about David's table, and he invited all these people around right. him. And, and even as he was dying, he asked for somebody to come be with him. Yes. And so uh, the the main difference between. Samson, who failed in the end, um, even though God gave him one last hurrah, 
uh, and David who thrived was not that they uh, made mistakes, it was they could come out of those mistakes because of the faithfulness of some friends around them, some community. people that community that could pick them up, that could encourage yes. them, that could could be there. And if you don't have community, if you don't have some friends around you, it's going to be hard. It's going uh, a few people might could do it alone, but I don't know too many. And you know, one of the challenges I think um, related to that is that that community is, is by default built in to Teen Challenge. Yeah. So I call it the right. secret sauce of <laughs> Teen Challenge is literally the fact that I am in this community. I didn't have to figure it out. I didn't have to make myself vulnerable. Whether I wanted it or not, it was there. Yeah. So one of the challenges is how, how do we exit from this elaborate, robust community? And we need to find it. And the truth is, it hurts or it's it's not easy. It, it happened sort of on default, but now how do I, you know, work to develop that? And and actually, and I guess the question is, how do I have relationships that I can't hide from? Mm -hmm. And I can't pretend like things are okay when they're really not okay. Mm -hmm. And when I'm around this family and I'm in Teen Challenge, that's a given. Yeah. But now it's it's not like that. Now I'm hurting and, uh, and, or even compounded by back to our issue today is that I'm in a family now, but that family's broken yeah. and now I'm hurting and I really need help right. to, with this marriage and with the kids and, yeah. and, 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 you know, this, it's in, and, and, and I guess part of it today, uh, as, as our, our loved ones are listening and the family or others to this podcast is to know that that struggles part of the healing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you or with God. That's part of God's process. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Right? That's good. Yeah, yeah. I think when you when you uh, when, when you leave uh, a residential community like this, and then you, as you're saying, you get thrust back into your uh, maybe a dysfunctional family life. Uh, how do you maintain that? You know, then you add on top of that, I would believe uh, you you have changed greatly if you were here for. Nine months or twelve months or eighteen months, whatever it might be, you've you're a different person when you come out, and now you're getting kind of injected back into a family that's may not have changed hardly at all, uh, and they may still want to treat you the same way mm -hmm. you were. You've been around Teen Challenge long enough to know the same thing, and I know some people like them like us better when we were addicted, mm. you know, liked us better when we were using because they. It was just we're, we're you know we're simpatico, uh, yeah. and now you're coming back and you're clean and you're living for God and you're instead of saying the f bomb all the time you're saying praise God hallelujah glory to glory to God you know and so uh, it, it takes a long time for them and I would just suggest it takes a lot of patience. Very uh, number one patience. Number two boundaries. <clears throat> um, sometimes if you're if you're forced to be not forced that's not the right word but if you need to be involved in your family life, uh, make sure there's some protective measures around you, you're setting boundaries. Mm. So if things get a little chaotic, and all of a sudden you start feeling those old temptations, those old pulls, maybe mm -hmm. there's, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a party going on. It's just, you have to learn those boundaries We say, okay, this is a time to excuse myself. Yeah. And a lot of times guilt and shame keeps people from doing that. They go like, man, I'm a father, I got three little ones, My, this woman's been taking care of these kids while I was away for 12, right. 18 months, so I gotta get back in here, right. I gotta do all the stuff now, and I gotta make up for it. Right. Uh, rather than saying, um, I, I have to guard my heart. It's not selfishness, but I have to protect uh, what God has planted inside of me. And the more I allow that to grow in this new culture that I'm in, the more uh, I will over time be able to, to really be a blessing to this family. Rather than getting drugged down, dragged down into this 
old family dynamic and start acting the same way because you know you can be you know kind of like a, what do they call it like in AA like a, a, a dry drunk oh yeah like white knuckling yeah white knuckling yeah. so you kind of go back to your family and be sort of like a you know a dry drug addict you're not actually using the drugs but you're living the same way again you're getting the same arguments you're getting depressed again you're getting um, you know fear of uh, failing losing your family and stuff and so those are those are things to 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 be just aware of, and not feel ashamed if you get uh, down a little bit, or not you know if you, if you get discouraged, or if, if you feel overwhelmed at times. Don't let shame take get the best of you. It is shame, isn't it? It's shame because, um, I, and and you know we've experienced the love of God and the forgiveness, but it's interesting that we now that we're back in an environment where we have to really I almost think of 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 Joshua. You know, God told him how big the promise was, but there was there was one piece, which was you actually have to set your foot mm-hmm. in the promise. Right. So I've given it to you, but now what do you have to do? You got to walk. That's it. right. <laughs> so and and you yeah. know, and it hurts, and there is shame, and there's there's this it's there's a, a lot of unpacking, and so I think I think patience you brought up is so important, being able to recognize that. It, that it's okay to walk in this identity now and I don't have to prove anything. I think some of the men mm-hmm. that graduate go home and feel like they have to be really strong and really, and the women too. Uh, yeah. I, I think as a man, I can relate with this feeling of it's a defense mechanism where instead yeah. of being patient, I'm trying to fix the problem. Yeah. And, and I'm not listening and I'm not being delicate with the healing that has to happen with my other family members. Mm-hmm. Even though they've been to services and family days, I've been home for moments. I haven't really, yeah. I mean, I guess the clock really hasn't started <laughs> ticking <laughs> until I'm now back yeah. home. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. It really is intense. Yeah. So being patient is is fantastic. And, and maybe you uh, and, and Kelly too can comment on this. Um, I, I know what it breaks my heart and back to shame and is is watching my my own family my kids uh, struggle mm. and in realizing that um part of that and there's no doubt is because of my own sin mm. and my own failure um not being the dad not being present mm. how how do i you know give us some input in in, in being able to not lose hope mm-hmm. with our loved ones, the closest relationships that we feel like. And I guess for me, uh, Kelly and, and, and Gary, is, is I want to control and I want to fix it and I just want it to be better, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And how do we, what do we do in the context yeah. where our, the closest people are now actually walking in some of the battles and the, yeah. even addiction mm-hmm. right. that we have dealt with ourselves? Right. I think part, and maybe... Um, I don't know if your listeners understand that in our family, we've had children that have been addicted and, you know, we've had to ask them to move out. I mean, it was so bad. You know, uh, one of our sons was homeless. Um, You know, this this is like a really painful thing. And then when they come back into our home, we still have to rebuild trust because so much trust has been broken. Mm -hmm. And even though they're in a community and they're getting well and they're 
they're finding their strength in God and their <clears throat> dependency on substance is lessened and, you know, they're finding a whole new walk and they're clear headed now, you know, they don't have drug brain, but yeah. drug brain. <laughs> drug brain. <laughs> I so <laughs> I, I'm still in the place where, you know, I, I'm not sure why they're spending time out in the garage or what are, what did they do when they went out of the house at midnight? Why were they on the back patio? You know, I mean, there's just like all of these little things that kind of trigger in me. Oh, you know, is there a stash there? Mm -hmm. Are, are they meeting someone? Are they using? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, I had to, be in the place where I was willing to not know all the answers Amen. and, wow. you know, let them have privacy and a life and not be continually suspicious. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know that they realized that they had to rebuild trust with me. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's an incredible commodity in a relationship and when it's broken, you know, that it's, um, it just puts the relationship on a whole different plane. Yeah. And so to regain that trust, you know, there's, there's definitely this give and take. And then, you know, I mean, you even have to say like, you, you know, you have to find out, you have to communicate, you have to say like, okay, well, what's a trigger for you? And, mm -hmm. and how do I contribute to that? And mm -hmm. how... It, you know, help me to know how to help you walk through this mm. so that I feel comfortable knowing that you're safe yeah. and um, that, so we can proceed in a healthy manner, you know, and we're not stuck in the past, Amen. you know, and just remembering that in Christ, all things are new. Yes. And it's such a small little word, but I think we kind of, we gloss over it and we go, well, that's not new, and that's not new. You know, it's like, mm. no, all things are new. Mm. All things are new. And if if God says, okay, I've taken your sin, and as far as east is from the west, it's yes. been removed from you. It's in, you know, the lake of forgetfulness, mm -hmm. you know. And so I know if I, I go back to God and I go, what about this? I did this, God. I did this, God. And he's going, what are you talking about? Mm. What are you talking about? I, I just see, I see my child. I see washed in the blood of Jesus. You've been forgiven. You're mm. cleansed, you know? And so if I'm going to accept God's forgiveness for me, then I need to accept God's forgiveness for my family member who's struggled with addiction wow. and, you know, see them That's there. Right. It's all new. It's, it's all brand new. Yeah, amen. Wow, that's so good. And, and, and I'm just wondering, there's, let's say there's this reality now, and um, it seems to, like a cloudy day, and it's just getting darker, and it seems like the circumstances and the miracles that haven't happened yet can sometimes rob us of the picture that we need to have? How do we get back? Where, where do, you know, and, and even if you're listening to this today and you've let the, the pain and the circumstances become a bigger part of the story than what God has promised, um, 
we have to pivot. We have to say, wait a minute, I'm not giving up. <laughs> and, and I hear you saying, remember what God did in me and his patience with me and the promises he made me and how we need that. And I'm speaking from my own um, struggles. I, my three teenage boys and have had um, drug use and issues at home and, and it has been a long, mm. long road. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought overcoming my addiction was the problem and I, I find there's all these other pain and all these other mm-hmm. issues, but, yeah. but not to get lost in the store. Mm-hmm. I like that, that's really good. Well, man, first of all, I, I can feel. I feel you, man. You know, yeah. I, feel, I feel your. I feel your own heart, and um, and I know what it's like. Um, you know, and maybe to compound that slightly is kind of having a father who started all this, the Teen Challenge program, and and like you know, so so here's one man and one generation who can help set tens of thousands of people free from addiction, and I can't even keep my own kids off drugs. Sure. And wow. so that you know, we talked about shame earlier, and to, you know, to see to see your son. You know, shooting heroin into his veins, mm. needle injections, to see him homeless on the streets, to see him calling at 3 a.m. at night, you know, in the middle of a Colorado snowstorm, can I come home, I'm cold, I'm, I have no food, and and to know that God has said, you know, tough love is the story here. And this, you know, I think it's different for different situations. Sometimes yeah. it's tough love, and sometimes it's it's patient endurance and letting them stay with you. And But with, when, you know, our son started stealing from us, and, and um, we knew we were doing more harm than good by having it at home, and so you know that so that for for me it compounded the the shame of like uh, you know I don't not only failed my kids by not being you know a successful father with them but I failed my father by not being in the sure. same same kind of role model maybe that he was and so but I looked back at my life and I was almost like but I don't really know what I did wrong you know mm. I mean I was I was I was kind to them and stuff and I, and I think for me I faced more shame and guilt and condemnation Kelly's been. You know, I think the Lord really ministered to her about it. it's like it's not your fault. You didn't, you know, yeah. it's 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 you know, it's anybody can become an addict. And I think it helped me seeing, like, when I was kind of talking to the Lord about like, what did I do wrong to make my sons go this direction? And right. the Lord said like, well, I didn't do anything wrong, and Adam and Eve didn't turn out Amen. all that well. You know, it wasn't like Amen. he was a perfect father, and they still sinned. Yeah. So even if you were perfect, even if I was perfect father some form or fashion of they're, they're going to fall into sin so and for some kids they, they have an addictive personality to some degree and they're going to they're going to use a drug one time and experiment at a party or they're going to drink something and it's going to that, that light's going to turn on and they're going to go for it whereas another kid maybe another church kid from a good family might have a sip of beer at a party and it you know if they hate the taste and then never try it again right. well we say that's a good kid you know right. well, not necessarily they have their own kind of sin it could be yeah, uh, something very true. very different and, and um, so you know, just because someone's uh, has the, the sin of a, of, of a habitual pattern of the sin of addiction is not necessarily. Uh, I think the consequences are worse. The family, family dynamic becomes worse, and and your future becomes worse. All that stuff, but it's not a worse sin. And right. and, and uh, so for us as parents, when we look at our children, we you know we, we have to be careful not to take. I think we can examine our heart and say like, okay, you know, I'll do this differently and. Next time I'll be more careful with that. And with my grandkids now, as, as I have grandkids, I'll, mm. I'll, 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 I'll watch this a little more careful. And maybe for me, I, I learned to be a little more strict, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it's the stuff we take away from it, but just don't let, shame is, has no value to us. Amen. And we can just get rid of that and, and not take, you know, it's, it's easy for fathers, I think, to take blame where it's not, never been assigned and, and hold on to things that weren't intended to. 
Yeah. Right, too. Um, when we were praying for our sons, it seems like the more that we prayed for them, the worse the situation became. Wow. Because there we would go. pray. It's like, God, don't let anything stay hidden. Mm. Keep everything coming to the forefront. You know, we, we want to know. We don't want, you know, to get you know, snowballed into something that we're just like, what on earth? And so, I mean, he, he was answering our prayers because we, we would just seem like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, it's so much worse than what, but, but we were determined not to give up mm. believing that God is faithful yes, and that he was hearing our prayers. He loves our children more than we could ever possibly love yes. them that he has a destiny for them yes. you know he has plans and purposes that he he wants them to live out and so we just you know we kept <laughs> we kept at it yeah and we we kept asking god to soften their heart and let them respond to him and mm. not let them be in this place of rebellion and hard-heartedness you know but they would they would actually say yes, you know, and because we have free will, yeah, and we we get to choose, yeah, you yeah. know, we definitely yeah. get to choose. And then the good news is the day you know those prayers compiled, and yeah. the day our my son called me in, in one morning and he said, uh, "Are you sitting down?" I thought, "Oh no, more you know, mm. more trouble and stuff." And I had known he'd gotten um, he served like two weeks in a, in prison for I think they they. It, he said falsely accused. I, I, I believe him now. I, I wasn't sure I believed him when he first said that, but right. of a you know, pickpocketing type stuff. So he's uh. been two weeks in jail, and I think it was the first or second night we had not been able to call. So the third morning he was able to call us, and he goes, Dad, are you sitting down? I said, yeah, what, what's, is what this now? bad news? And yeah, what, what now exactly? Yeah. yeah, it sounds like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And um, he said, uh, he said uh, last night, he goes, I was just, you know, they turned the lights off, pitch black in my cell. I was alone. There's no one else in the cell. And I just I started just crying out to Jesus. I said, Dad, I said, my dad told me about this. My mom told me about this. My grandpa preached it my whole life, mm. but it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem to work. The more I cry, God set me free from this addiction. I just the the, the more addicted I get, it's just not it's just not working. None of this stuff works. And I got God. This is my last chance. So like you know, I'm just crying out, mm. help me, help me, help me. And uh, he said uh, the, the story I remember hearing that morning was. He said uh, there was this like it was pitched black in the prison cell, but a a, a light, not not a, a physical light, but a, a, a spiritual light. A light came mm. on into the prison cell, and he felt the glow of the Holy Spirit. His heart was warmed. Hallelujah. He said for the first time, and he said instantaneously, I all it's like every sermon came rushing back. It's like I know what that means. I know what that means. I got wow. it. I understand. And he's like, and he was like, I said I was totally born again. Uh, he said I was instantaneously. I don't know what people listening their theology is, but. Uh, uh, he said, I, I instantaneously just started speaking another language. He goes, I'd heard of that, and I heard you guys do it, but I didn't know what it was. And uh, you know, and so um, he had maybe one or two relapses after that as he was getting on course. But, I mean, he was totally changed. Wow. The relapses were like, oh, my goodness, I, what was I doing? I could run from that. Yeah. Um, but And it was just like a one-time use, and, and it happened a couple times. But this has been now six years, six years yeah. and uh, he's been living for not, not only... Sober and drug free, but living for Jesus, happily married, mm. gave us a little grandson, a little Axel. Uh, oh. a little Axel. And so, you Thank know, Jesus, Jesus Jesus not only sets us free from sin, but he sets us into a trajectory of life, yes. abundant life. Yeah, and I have to say that 
for me, I had to, and as a way of confession, I, I was beginning to doubt God. I was beginning to doubt that he was hearing our prayers, that he loved our son, that, you know, and so, you know, I had to repent of that Amen. and just tell God, I'm so sorry because you are faithful. Yes. You're so faithful, yes. you know, and even... You know, like we were singing a song today, it's like, even when I don't see you, you're working. You're working. Oh, even hallelujah. when I don't feel it, you're yeah. working. You, you just never stop. Yeah. And you do work miracles. And so I just want, you know, people to hear this, that God is faithful. Yes. God is faithful. And through the struggle, through the storm, yeah. through, through the wilderness, through yeah. the desert, yeah. he is with us. He never leaves us. He loves us, mm -hmm. and he, he is he's there to help. There is a way. Yes. He's making a way. Mm. And um, certainly the kingdom of darkness does not want us to believe that, yeah. doesn't want us to have faith, doesn't want us to keep persevering right. and enduring. You know, he wants us to give up. He wants us to say that God is dead or God mm -hmm. is not with us or God doesn't love us or God isn't faithful. All lies, all lies Amen. from the pit. And um, he, that's his native tongue. That's his mm -hmm. native language is lying mm -hmm. because he's the father of father. lies. He's the father <laughs> of lies. And that, that's the only that's thing right. that comes out of his mouth, you know? So God is faithful. He's faithful. Yes. He's faithful. So just continue. Just keep pressing in. Keep pressing in because God is faithful. What, he's going to see through. What great input you've given us. Um, the challenges that are in front of us to know that getting worse may actually be the stepping stone of the deliverance and of the victory. <clears throat> Knowing that my friend says, we're the lucky ones. And, and you'd think, wait a minute, I've been an addict and mm -hmm. I've been through all this, this hell and high water. How am I the lucky one? Because now I know. And that there's no other way, and as a parent, we can't in any other way give our children this gift of salvation other than living it, walking it, but they have to come to a point of their own uh, decision. And even if that means that they're going to go down a road, mm -hmm. that we would do anything to prevent them. But if they can come out on the other end with yeah. the salvation that we hope for. I want to take just a moment and I want to ask you to please uh, just speak and pray for a couple of, of issues that are on my heart right now that people are listening to. And someone's coming home and, 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 and their, their relationships in their life, it's so hard for them to see the bigger picture. And pray for, for mm -hmm. faith, pray for hope, pray for insight that they will have a vision for what God's doing even when they don't see it. I want to ask you to just take a minute and pray right now mm -hmm. for for those that feel that loss mm -hmm. and, and it seems like I don't know if they're coming back mm -hmm. but where do we go with that pain and just pray for the comfort of God and the wisdom of God and just lift up our family as mm -hmm. we struggle through these issues together and, and anything else that God puts on your heart but if we could just take okay. the last couple minutes and do that that would be amazing awesome yeah let me pray for us Father I thank you for those who are um who've been exposed to the, the message that's coming across to them uh, today through this mm. interview, through this conversation we're having. Uh, you, 
you intended them to be here and, and, and listening to our voices. You, yes. you, de- you designed this, this moment in time for, for them. So, you, so you, have, you have something very special for them. And so we just reach out, uh, even now just extending a hand of faith towards them Hallelujah. and say, be healed, be whole, be well, be encouraged, be built up yes. in your most holy faith. Uh, be renewed and uh, don't give up and don't get discouraged. We pray now in the name of Jesus that uh, that our friends listening would be, um, be brought into a new place, God, where they understand the transition from um, where, they, where they were to where they are now. Yes. Well, it might be difficult, but Lord, you are providing them tools. And God, if you just come to mind, and I, I want to pray with them that they would find a good, healthy church. Yes. And I want to pray that they would take one step further because I don't, I don't really believe they can go from um, the, the immersion type environment here at Teen Challenge and, and just show up sort of on a Sunday for a couple hours or an yes, hour and a half. That's right. So I pray that they'd find a community group, a small group in their church as well, and they'd build friendships out of that. And, and, and attached to that, Lord, is even beyond the community group that I pray specifically that they would, um, just like they could hold up five fingers on their hand, that they, they could name five friends yes. that they are devoted to and mm-hmm. that are devoted to them. These are friends, I believe, Jesus, you want them to be able to, to, to call when they're struggling, yes. to call when their marriage is uh, having a hard time, when they're, uh, when they're, when they're hurting, when they're lonely, um, or when, they're, when, they're, when they feel like looking at pornography, anything, Lord, that they'd have yes. five, five friends, and at least one or two of those friends they could say almost anything to, uh, so, so that that community then is real. It's not just superficial. Yeah. And uh, I pray they'd not be afraid to, to have friends like that. Yes, uh, that that, the, yeah, that they would come, we come against anything that the enemy would try to do to cause them to feel like they're not worthy of yes. that kind of close friendships. Yes. And that, that horizontal healing that yes. we're talking about today could come. Jesus. Lord, if it's going to be horizontal, then that probably means people. Yeah. And um, it's sometimes easier just to think. And I remember you telling me about this one time. It's like it's easy it's, it's easy to, to have like horizontal forgiveness because it's sort of a secret. Nobody knows. It's easy to have horizontal uh, relationship with you, forgiveness with you, um, confession to you. Mm-hmm. But, but you want that to extend horizontally as well. The same thing we relate to you. The way we relate to you, you want us to relate to each other yes, Lord. Uh, with, with, with openness of heart and confession and, and repentance and, and uh, walking in holiness and walking it out together. Just as you want us to be together with you, you want us to be together with each other. So give us those friends. And even you'd supernaturally do that if we don't have friends because mm-hmm. um, we're, we're all our old friends are sort of not the kind that we could trust to be one of these five on our fingers. Um, mm-hmm. So give us new friends, God. Yeah. And, uh, and I pray they'd be healthy and holy and help us uh, when we're feeling down to be lifted up. Yes. And I pray we'd be able to help them as well. In Jesus' name. I mean, Kelly, you want to pray too? Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you, God. Just just uh, agree with Gary that there's no fake friends. Mm. God, just every every snare, every deception, every um, just trap of the enemy would be exposed right yes. now in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Lord, thank you that you would sever any of those bad relationships, God. Yes. I just thank you that... There's no connection, no connection with the past, God, but everything is moving forward. We give you thanks, God, that these are men and women who are set free, and as it is written, that they whom the Son sets free is free indeed, indeed. and that's completely and thoroughly, and God, you didn't miss anything. 
You haven't missed anything. So hope rise up right now in the mighty name name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, God, that you're going to give them strategies. You're going to give them ways ahead, Mm, God. Father, I thank you that they're going to be servants to their family, Lord. Father, I thank you that they're going to give them insight and compassion Mm. on how to serve their serve their spouse and serve their children, God. Father, I thank you that you would quickly restore trust in these relationships, Father. Father, I thank you that they don't isolate and that they Mm -hmm. don't get in their own head and keep thinking uh, bad bad thoughts, Lord. Just break that cycle of bad bad thoughts, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that they renew their minds with the washing of the water of the word, God. And Father, I thank you that it doesn't have to be like this long, um, you know, like they have to read entire books and passages. God, but just take and find the word and eat it and let that do well to their soul, God. Mm -hmm. And Father, just to meditate and to breathe you in, Jesus, and to know that you have never left them and you will never leave them or forsake them. God, we give you thanks. Yes. We give you praise. We honor you. Yes. We we glorify you, Lord. Only you can set the captive free. Yes, Only Hallelujah. you can restore our hearts and minds. Yes. We Lord, glorify you, Jesus. We you. praise you, Jesus. We yes. honor you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are king of the ages. You are Lord of glory, you that you rule Jesus and reign. Name. And we love you Hallelujah. and we behold Thank you. you. And we thank you that you captivate our hearts. You captivate our minds. We bless you, Lord, now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What an incredible time uh, that we've had an opportunity to have this conversation together uh, with Gary Wilkerson and his wife, Kelly, and to talk about issues that were we're working through. And uh, as you've listened to this podcast today, we want you to know that we're in this together. And even when we don't see anything else, lift up your eyes today. From where does your help come? It comes from him who made all the heavens and all the earth. Mm. I want to invite you uh, as you listen to this episode today to comment, uh, to subscribe if you haven't yet, to also talk about how you have responded. What have you done? I want to invite you to now enter into this conversation with us today so that we can continue this talk. I want to also invite you uh, to find other resources that I'm going to provide in the comments that will help you identify one relationship in your life that needs help. And above all, I just want to continue to remind you that uh, nothing is impossible with God. And he who began the work in you is going to bring it to completion. So God bless you today. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for being here. And God bless you. God bless you too. Thanks again.